0: Hello there and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. Today we're going to talk about now more than ever we need parents. Now more than ever we need parents. Before we begin, I would encourage you to grab a Bible if you would like and follow along. We'll start in Deuteronomy uh, chapter 11 here in just a moment. But I want to take a moment to encourage you to go to our webpage. And there you can find more about us. You can find our LinkedIn page as well as Twitter and other ways to listen to us and contact us. We hope that you would like us. We have many people now following, and if you're not following, I would encourage you to do so. So when we release a podcast, you will get an alert on whatever podcast app that you use. I would like to read a, a verse first, though, out of Deuteronomy chapter 6. Starting in verse 6, it says, These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. Tie them as a symbol on your hands and bind them to your foreheads. Write them on your door frames of your houses and your gates. You know, I recall when I was a young boy, maybe showing my age a little bit, but that's okay. Bible says gray hair is good and needs to be respected. So, But anyhow, uh, the television commercial was really for the Boy Scouts, back when they were the Boy Scouts. And the president's name was Ford. And he was giving all these stats about crimes committed by teenage boys. And he ended a commercial along the lines, Boy, now more than ever do we need scouting. Crimes committed by teens are, are even higher than they were in the 1970s, sadly. Uh, one uh, place I found some uh, stats. Now this is in 1998, so it's already 10 years old. But uh, it said one-third of all murders, rapes, and robberies aggravated assaults, and other violent crimes in the United States were committed by teens under the age of 18. And then, according to the FBI's webpage, violent crimes that are committed by teens uh, in the year ending 2011 was up 121% over the past 10 years versus the 10 years prior. 40% of all traffic fatalities are by teenagers, that were driving under the influence of a controlled substance on our city streets and nation's highways. You and I might like the Scouts, back when they were an actual positive influence on a young person's life, to go away through Eagle Scouts, and and they had a positive note. And for those who in foreign countries, uh, bear with me, I know that you do not know probably what the Scouts are, and perhaps you do, but... There are other slogans out there such as, Take a boy hunting today, and you won't have to hunt for him on the street tonight. Now, you might be thinking, what does this really all have to do with me? Or, what does this really have to do with the church? Well, I I think there's such a much more important and much more powerful influence on our children Then some might want to agree to. That way, be the parents of that child, in the home, and the church supporting those parents. If a parent takes a positive role in the lives of their children, we would be greatly improve our society. More importantly, our homes and our church family would also benefit. There's an old saying that goes along the lines of, "Strong families." make for strong congregations, that make for strong communities, that make for strong nations. Teaching and showing our children uh, the importance of coming to Bible classes or having them in your home, uh, going to worship services, uh, this greatly increases their long-term commitment to serve the kingdom of God. When we as adults show what motivates us, Children are far greater to follow our lead. The old saying, uh, the acorn doesn't fall far from the tree, has a lot more truth in it than we might want to admit to. Growing up, my dad could do no wrong. Whatever he did, I wanted to do. If my parents talked a certain way, then I spoke that way as well. I had to eat a bar of soap one time for repeating words I I heard a parent say, but denied saying, "Think we've all been there one time or another. If we show no respect for the laws of reliant as an adult, uh, we find ourselves in and out of jail or prison, or always paying out fines and and whatnot, being on probation. Uh, what kind of example are we really setting to our children? If we ourselves cannot obey the laws of the physical world." and the laws of our community, however you might want to word it, it's doubtful that we can obey the spiritual laws that Christ has laid out. I directed you earlier at the beginning of the podcast to to open your Bible to Deuteronomy chapter 11, and that's where we're going to be reading here in a minute. Then we're going to be skipping around in Psalms and, and Proverbs as well. But Deuteronomy chapter 11, starting in verse 18. You shall therefore impress these words of mine on the heart's in your soul, and you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and and they shall be as a on your forehead. You shall teach them to your sons, talking with them when you sit in your home in your house, when you walk along the road, and when you lay down, and when you rise up. You should also write them on your doorpost of your house and on your gates. Verse 21, so that your days and the days of your sons be multiplied. On the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give to them, as long as the heavens remain above the earth. Very similar to what we read in Deuteronomy chapter 6, and God likes to repeat himself because we as humans, we don't get it the first time, and sometimes we don't get it many times down the road. But here, God is clearly, uh, he understood from the beginning the importance of parents and that godly influence on their children. So here in verse 18, it says, impress these words on your heart and on your soul. You see, if parents do not understand the importance of God's law, the children never will. Mom and dad, your role is is making sure that your children uh, has a new bicycle for his birthday? No, not really. I mean, that might show that, that you really have a love or demonstrate to your children that You want them to grow up like all the other kids, or maybe they need a bicycle to go back and forth to the market or school. But you need to be able, really, to reflect to your children the love of Christ. If I were to ask your children, why do your parents come to church? What would their answer be? Would the answer be, oh, well, that's just something that we do on Sunday. It's just a tradition. Would they answer, well, mom makes dad, and so to keep the peace in the house and keep everybody quiet, we, we all come. Would an answer be, well, more heartfelt? Well, we go to church to worship Christ and, and to thank him for his mercy and for creating us and, and for giving us on uh, with the cross and the blood. Uh, what kind of answer would your child give? God says here uh, in verse 19, Uh, Parents, uh, let me help you out here just a little bit. It does not matter if you're relaxing, uh, sitting around, walking down the road to the market or to the grocery store, if you're at the park, uh, wherever, before you fall asleep, and the very first thing you do in the morning. Any time of the day or night, God says, is the right time to teach your children the ways of the Lord. Parents, when it's all really said and done, when it's all over, we really don't have a choice. The first part of the verse says, You shall. And I have not been able to locate even under the New Testament that parents are off the hook for this requirement. Many people say, oh, we're not under the old law. I understand that we're not under the old law. But there's some things that carry over and God never changes. And this is a subject that he has not changed. Here in verse 20, uh, we are overwhelmed by messages really here all day. From those who watch television or the radio, we see advertisements as we drive along the road. Uh, people put messages on their clothing, on bumper stickers on cars in America. Uh, messages are everywhere text messaging, emails, it just seems to go on and on. We are being sent a message from those all around us, from the worldly people, from uh, supervisors, work, hospitals, doctors, so many, there's so many distractions in the world that we we like to stop and look at it. God knows this, and again, he stresses the importance and offers another way of learning. Write them on your doorpost of your house and on your gates. The Jews did have the Torah wrote down for them. And from what I can gather, uh, the scrolls were left in the temple or the synagogue. So they would write things down and even sold the scriptures they wanted to memorize into their clothing. You see, God wants his word to be noticed and memorized. The memorization of Scripture does not seem to be important or even stressed today in many cases. You know, I recall when I went through school, the memory work was unbelievable how much we had to complete. I had printed it out more than once. I taped it all over the house. So everywhere I looked, those verses were in front of me to keep me focused on those verses. Now, the older you get, the harder it is to, to memorize uh, more in Scripture, and I understand that. But we need to make an effort to do so. Over to the book of Psalms. Uh, Psalm 119, verse 11 says, Your word I have treasured in my heart, that I may not sin against you. Well, that's really true. How, how are we going to know what's a sin? In some cases, how we know it's not a sin? Because I've been around a lot of folks at church think everything's a sin unless they're doing it. Uh, Psalm 40, verse 8. My God, I am happy to do whatever you want. I never stop thinking about your teachings. You know, the more we read and the more we study God's Word, the more uh, that becomes part of us. The more good things we put in our mind, the more uh, garbage uh, we will not. For me, there's only one way to never stop thinking about God's teaching. And that's really to have the Bible open and my eyeballs on the pages. Even in the vehicle, we, we have the Bible plan. We don't listen to anything else. Um, around the house here, we have the Bible playing in the background a lot. Uh, you know, I've been around Christians who give, could give me from memory large accounts of Scripture. and generally they were much older than I. But on the other hand, I've been around Christians uh, who couldn't even find the book of Acts and yet telling you everything about the batting champions of the major league teams or whatever for the past 20 years. You know, memorization of the scriptures can uh, become useless if we don't use them correctly. and If it's not done with, with a purpose of, of learning not to sin we're in trouble. We need to be studying and memorizing so that we can learn what God expects from us and and how much love that He really has for us. So back to the book of Deuteronomy here uh, you can uh, mark your book there. your Bible at proverbs twenty two be there in a minute. but deuteronomy uh, chapter eleven verse twenty one says so that your days and days of your sons may be multiplied on the land. Which the Lord swore to your fathers to give them, as long as the heavens remain among, above the earth. Excuse me. So, after giving Moses and the people the "you shall" commandment on on how to teach children, God gives the people why he wants parents to teach godly ways, and really, that's so the children of Israel would prosper. As with all things in God's law, there's always a reason for the law. God always has a purpose. And that's something we as a church sometimes, congregations, uh, we fail to have a purpose. And we fail to have a purpose in our homes. You know, but still, I, I mean merely kind of maybe harsh in the podcast, but I want to say this. It's never too late to begin teaching your children. I've never said it was easy to be a parent, some of us never had opportunities to be a parent. But I don't, I don't think God is, says being a parent is easy. I've, I've never read that anywhere in Scripture. He does, however, say Christian parents have the responsibility and the accountability to raise their children correctly. The sooner you start, the better things will be in your child's life and really probably in yours as well. Letting the TV raise your child, that's not going to work. And you're going to want to know what's going on video games. Uh, Boy, the video games seem to get more violent and more disgusting all the time. If that's what you're letting raise your kids and entertain your kids, you might ask yourself down the road, uh, what, what went wrong? He was such a cute child. God bless school teachers. I mean, for the most part, they're really good people. Without them, I obviously couldn't read or uh, spell very good. But teachers are teachers. Their their job is to teach reading, writing, arithmetic, uh, complete history. Their job is not the role of a parent. Proverbs 22, verse 6 says this, Train up your child in the way he should go, and even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Paul, in his letter to the church in Ephesus here, in Ephesians chapter 6, Paul would address the issue of raising children. So see, here we go. This is not just an Old Testament thing. But here, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4, I really kind of wanted to pull out, What says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. Bring them up in the discipline and instruction of, of the Lord. Again, this goes back to the statement made earlier in the podcast: teaching your children the right heart of why we are here in church. Why do we go to church? Why do we read the Bible? Why do we pray together? Why do we pray alone? Which is just as important in the family unit. Unit, and show them the right and proper understanding of God's Word, right along with His love, His mercy, and even His judgments. You know, as parents, this is a responsibility we all have to our children. I've been asked over the years by a few parents uh, the what-ifs. Well, there are times I think, as a parent, I think it is perfectly, perfectly okay to say, I'm the parent and you're the child. My dad today even, uh, I think he would remind me of that fact if he thought that I was acting out of line or being disrespectful uh, to him or my mother or other people. Actually, he'd say, I raised you better than that. He would probably put me in my place. When it comes to teaching your children about the Bible, the apostle, I think here we just read, I think it's saying discipline your children by bringing them up correctly in the instructions of the Lord God. There might be Sunday mornings where you might have uh, really had to put your foot down and say, we're going to church, and you will be there. If you're, if you're going through all these types of mornings, you might ask yourself, why? Why can't I get my child to get up and go to church? I know I went through this growing up, and you know, my father he, he forced the issue more than once uh, that going to mass. And he, but again, there's some things he probably never taught me, and that's not a criticism of my father. It's just the way it was. But we have today an opportunity to teach the children, our children, love, the love of God. And there's tons of other reasons uh, that we might use and understand why we go to worship service. Why do we read the Bible? Why do we study it? Uh, why do we pray? But listeners, if we as adults do not understand God's love for us as sinners, and that's what we are, our children never will. When we cannot express our gratitude in our actions, our words, our thoughts, to those around us who do not know Christ, how will they learn? Really, the bottom line is this. You are the child's parents, and you will have to do whatever you think is right for your children. For some reason, if you're struggling in teaching your children as you walk down the road and sitting around the house, or riding in the car, or riding horses, or or whatever it is that you're doing with your child, you really need to find a way to get this accomplished. I would start by being in prayer over the subject with God, reading scriptures on how to teach your children. There is nothing wrong with asking other parents in your local congregation for advice. The odds are the other parents have struggled in the very same areas you have. Now more than ever, we need godly parents to provide examples to their children and their grandchildren and even to those children within our congregations and our neighborhoods. Not only to keep them out of trouble in harm's way when they were with their schoolmates or just barely out of your sight somewhere but more importantly to preserve their soul for all eternity I certainly hope that this podcast has encouraged you to rethink if you're a young parent the direction you're taking your family and your children and your spouse need to sit down together and work together I would encourage you to find a, a godly congregation that's teaching the complete truth of the word of God not just having a favorite topic or three or four favorite verses. I've been around many congregations, that's all they were, and they were very lacking in understanding of the complete Word of God. I encourage you, it does take time. It it takes motivation within yourself, a desire, and you need to pray and ask God to help you have that desire. If you have any questions, I encourage you to go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com, all small letters, and you can submit your questions there through the contact page. If you have a prayer request, uh, we would love to have that and pray for you. And if you want, we can put that even up on our webpage. Uh, We have about 40 to 60 hits, somewhere in there. It varies from time to time. Uh, People viewing uh, our webpage, and I would encourage you to do that. people from all over the world, we have over 60 countries, I think the last time I counted that listen to the podcast on a fairly regular basis. about half of those are very consistently weekly listeners. As we try to put out the podcast right now, currently it's every Saturday afternoon and that way you you can have it over the weekend to listen to as you're out doing business or just want to sit at home and relax. We have a lot of followers. Again, I would encourage you to follow us if you're not already doing so. And give us a like. Tell others about us and how you how you came across us. And maybe they could also be encouraged as well. Please pray for us as we continue to, to try to raise funds to continue to keep the podcast going for another year. It doesn't take a lot of money, but it's enough that we encourage our listeners if they... I feel uh, God has led him to help us. Even small donations uh, are great, and you can do that also on our webpage through PayPal. Again, thank you, and, and may God bless you, and may He have the glory.